Well, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me today and tuning in. I'm really grateful that you're you're with me today. And we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. So if you have your Bible, why don't you head there now? 2 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11, and this is what we read. Anyone you forgive, Paul says, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. And so here's what's happening in 2 Corinthians 2, and, and as best as we can tell. There seems to have been some type of uprising, a rebellion against the Apostle Paul. And he's saying here in verses 10 and 11, look, just as you have forgiven the leader of this rebellion, I'm choosing to forgive the leader of this rebellion as well. Why? In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. And you know, verse 11 begs the question, what are the schemes of Satan? What are the what are the primary ways he tries to attack us? And so that's where I want to spend our time today. What are the ways that, that Satan tries to attack us? What are his schemes? So I'm going to give us five different ways that Satan tries to attack us. And, and the first way that, that Satan tries to attack us, or I would say the chief, the primary way that Satan tries to attack us is through accusation. It's through accusation. This is what we read in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. So he's saying Satan is the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night. The chief, the primary way that Satan tries to attack us is through, is through accusation. That he wants you and I to feel disqualified from the love of the Father. That because of our sins, because of our shortcomings and failures, that, that the Lord is unwilling or unable to, to love us. This is the, the primary way that Satan attacks us. And so as followers of Jesus, we just need to be people who preach the gospel to ourselves constantly. We need to be able to say, no, there is... Now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That, that because Jesus shed his blood on the cross for me, my sins have been washed clean. And because I am in Christ, I have been declared righteous in him. We just have to preach the gospel to ourselves constantly. That the enemy might not cause us to feel unlovable or cause us to feel as if, as if the Father would never want to use us. He is in the earth. He is an accuser. That is the chief, the primary way the enemy attacks us. But there's other ways that, that Satan tries to attack us as well. So the next three points are all going to start with the letter D. Here's, here's the second point. Satan tries to attack us through distraction. Through distraction. And, and you know, if, if the enemy can distract us through sin, all the better. But, but the enemy will use anything, any, any means as a way of, of, of getting us to, to turn our attention away from Jesus. He is desperate 
to get us to, to turn our eyes off of Jesus and to turn our eyes to some distraction. And so he'll distract us through golf or gardening. Now that is not to say that golf or, or gardening are, are bad pursuits. I believe that you can golf to the glory of God. You can garden to the glory of God. But what I'm saying is that the enemy will try to use any means possible to get you to take your eyes off of Jesus. And when, and golf, and when golf or, or gardening becomes ultimate things, when they become things that you fixate on instead of Jesus, that is problematic. And so we need to be aware of Satan's schemes. He wants to distract you. He wants to turn your attention away from Jesus. Third point is this. Satan wants to attack you wants to attack our church by division, via division. We see that in, in the very passage that we read. Paul says, look, we're, we're not unaware of, Paul, of, of Satan's schemes. What, what does he want to do? He wants to, to produce unforgiveness in our hearts so that we don't forgive so that there's division among us. And certainly, this is true today. We live in such a divisive time. Everyone has a different opinion about politics. Everyone has a different opinion about the virus. And so we need to be on our guard need to be on our guard, need to be aware that, that the enemy wants to bring division in our marriage, in our houses, and certainly in our church. And so let us not slander others in private. Let us not slander others online. Let us pray for unity in our church, knowing that this is a primary way that the enemy likes to attack both individuals and, and churches. He wants to bring division. Let's pray for unity. And then fourthly, the enemy wants to, to attack us through what I'll call defective beliefs, or if you like, bad theology. You know, in virtually every letter of Paul's that he wrote to the early churches, he was railing against some type of defective belief or, or, or just bad theology. You know, either the, the churches were just fixating on angels or they were falling back into to legalism, but Paul's constantly trying to swing people back to, to good theology. And certainly the same is, is true today, that, that Satan wants to attack us as individuals, as a church, by getting us to believe defective theology or, or, or bad theology. And you know, I'm so thankful that there's just so many good teachers out there. There's so many great sermons out there. I, I love listening to, to podcasts. I, I love benefiting from good biblical teaching, but there's so much bad teaching as well. And, and so listen, I would just encourage you, if you're ever reading something or listening to someone and you're like, I just don't know if this is biblical, run it by me. Run it by Pastor Tom. You can email me, you can see me in the, the lobby after church, and you can say, I've been reading this, I've been listening to this teacher. Is, is this biblical? And you know, I, I promise you that if I sense this teacher or this teaching is just not helpful or is unhealthy, I'm going to get protective or feel protective pretty quickly. And I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm going to let you know if I think something is ultimately really unhealthy. But we need to be on our guard. The enemy wants us to believe defective, bad theology. And then lastly... We just need to be aware of our own weaknesses. All of us have certain struggles, have certain weaknesses. And, and as one person put it, you know, we need to constantly ask ourselves the question, if I were Satan, how would I attack me? It needs to be 
something we think about regularly. If I were Satan, how would I attack Christians? This question can be so clarifying for us. Because some of us know we struggle with pride, or we know we struggle with lust. And even though we've been given some victory in this area, we know it's just always going to be a struggle for us. We know that we struggle with holding a grudge, or we struggle with vanity, or we, we struggle because we lack self-confidence. You need to be aware that, that the enemy will attack your weaknesses. And so we need to be on our guard. Let me read these two verses again, because they're just so helpful for us. He says, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Friend, let us not be unaware of the schemes of Satan. And I, I pray that these, these points were helpful for you and will help you defend against the evil one. All right, God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm just going to keep doing these devos until I make one of these things.